Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader. We've got this plan at the moment to get to 100 million. It's strange. I visualise things and uh, I'm already at 100 million. And there's no doubt in my mind that that's where we're going to get to. The most important thing is that we still enjoy it. Welcome to The Human CEO. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I'm joined by Simon Brown. Simon's the founder and CEO of Joe Browns, a UK-based clothing company that offers distinctive and unique lifestyle clothing for men and women. The inspiration for Joe Browns came when Simon and a group of friends were enjoying a beer at a beach bar in North Wales at the end of a long day surfing. Shortly afterwards, in 1998, Simon founded Joe Browns, which began life as a mail order catalogue, but has since grown into an online offering with additional retail stores in Yorkshire. Simon joins us today to share his insight as a leader and a human CEO. Simon, it's really great to have you with us. Oh, thanks very much for for asking me, Amy. It's, uh, well, hopefully uh, it'll be enjoyable and we'll have a bit of fun. And uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. So can you tell us a little bit about Joe Browns, what it stands for, what you're working towards, please? Ooh, right. Uh, Well, what it stands for, that's a good one. It it stands for, um, for freedom and it stands for all sorts of different traits. So... It all started when I was in a pub in Wales after a very hot day, and I saw this this group of people in um, in in the corner, twenty somethings, had salty mm-hmm. hair, bangles, cut off shorts, yeah. and I looked at them, and they were they were so happy. They had such a happy disposition, all of them, and uh, and I was going through a difficult patch. I was in a job that I wasn't enjoying, and I looked at them and thought, if I could bottle up. Uh, everything that they're exuding, that happiness, and you couldn't tell which guy was with which girl. They were all just inter- intermingling, and they were just having a lovely time. And I thought, yeah. if I could bottle that up and transmit it somehow, that would be a great start for business. Absolutely. So, uh, and they all they all looked totally free. They didn't seem to have a care in the world. I mean, a 20-something shouldn't have a care in the world. No, no. Um, and I was about 36, 37 at the time with two children. But I just, I was happy, but I wasn't happy in what I was doing. So yeah. I had the idea. And uh, that's really what the company stands for. It's, it's bringing joy to people. It's uh, making people feel free. And and we want people, when they wear our clothes, to feel liberated. I don't know yeah. when the last time you felt liberated. When was the last time you felt liberated, Amy? Oof, I don't know if I can answer that while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, Feeling liberated is for me one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah. We want people to uh, come and come and uh, and buy our clothes and enjoy and, uh, and experience all that we have to offer. Mm-hmm. And people feel liberated. It's it's a big thing. Yeah, um, people to celebrate being an individual because these these people in the corner of this pub are all individuals. So so I decided to set up a mail order business because I like paper and I like design and, and everything yeah. else. And we could transmit, hopefully, what they were exuding. Mm-hmm. And the first two years actually were very tough uh, because my passions are fast motorbikes, uh, adrenaline sports, but bungee jumping, parachuting, things like that. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what the that's what the the catalogue did. It sold. It was only menswear. It sold clothing to mm-hmm. people like doing those sort of pursuits. Uh, and after a couple of years, um, it really didn't work out, so I had to go and find an investor. That's a whole okay. different story. But the, the company stands for what those people in Wales were exuding. Yeah. Uh, the freedom that that they all showed. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so Joe Browns now has 100 and how many staff? 
about 170, I think. Wow. It'll go up to about 200 at Christmas. Yeah, it's grown yeah. all the time. Just built a, uh, a really large extension, actually, to the warehouse. So, and, and we're going to put a double mezzanine in it. So, and we're going to after COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, there's about 170 of us at the moment. Fantastic, fantastic. And so, as a leader of that kind of organisation that's growing, that's just come off the back of COVID, what what are the challenges that you're up against at the moment? Well, actually, that's a good question. Um, well, there's a few challenges, actually, but the one, the real immediate challenge at the moment are imports, is importing goods. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, we used to pay well, on a container coming out of Hong Kong from uh, Hong Kong to here, Felix mm-hmm. to Southampton, we used to pay about 14, 13 and 1400 pounds a container. They've shot up to now 12 to 15,000 pounds. So, wow. cost of importing, that's if you can get a damn container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But importing goods is, um, is, more and more, is becoming more and more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also f- for us, it's keeping the brand relevant and keeping the the clothing re- uh, um, relevant. So mm-hmm. as we evolve, we want to stay stay true to what we stand for. And the word remarkable is one of the things that that is at the top of our pyramid. So yeah. the the word remarkable came about because my wife was in a supermarket and somebody came up to her in the supermarket and then the checkout girl asked where she got this fabulous dress from. It's from Jay Brown, she said. And I came in and told some of the directors in one of the meetings. And uh, Tracy said, well, I was at the cinema the other day and this lady is watching me put my coat on and I ask her what she's looking at. And she says, I just want to see where your coat is from because I love it. Another remark. And Alison said, well, I was at Parents' Evening. She's the uh, merchandise uh, director. She said, I was at Parents' Evening and three people want to know where I got my skirt from, one of them being the teacher. So we had this thing remarkable. I said, we, we really need to play on this a bit. So everything that we do has to be remarkable. So yeah, love it. the clothing has to be remarkable so that you get nice comments. I just commented on uh, one of Tracy's blouses today, not knowing that it was one of ours, funnily enough, because <laughs> uh, she's wearing this fabulous blouse today. But... Um, Everything we do has to be remarkable. So if you ring up the call centre and uh, something's gone wrong, the DHL have thrown the parcel over the hedge or a button's cut off or any number of things, you know, Mm -hmm. by the time you come off the phone call with the call centre, I want you to say to your partner, what a lovely guy that, or what a lovely girl Mm as I was speaking to. Um, When you're ironing the shirt, your shirt or your blouse for the 20th time, I want you to say, oh, you know, this is just like new. It irons just like new. And when you get the parcel... Oh, look, the Jay Brown's pastor drive. You unpack it and it's a nice experience. So yeah. everything that we do, we try and make remarkable. And if we can succeed in that, then we'll always be successful, I guess. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's the detail, isn't it? Yeah, so one of the challenges is is keeping true to that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and as I said before, uh, keeping relevant, really. Yeah, absolutely. And so that ramp up at Christmas that you mentioned, that's quite a, a number of people that you're going to have to increase to. Yeah, we we, um, we we generally employ uh, temps, but then that's mm-hmm. getting difficult because, you know, with Brexit yeah, uh, of and COVID as well, we, we employ quite a lot of Polish people. Great, great people. And uh, some of them went home through mm-hmm. COVID uh, and not returned. And then with, with Brexit and it being more difficult to, to work here, there's a bit of a shortage. So we, uh, but we usually bring temps on for okay. this period. We, yeah. we, we also have another very busy period just after Christmas, which is a sale. Yes, yeah. But that might might go up to 220 or something like that, but they're, they're temporary. Yeah, so. yeah, fantastic. And and in terms of your leadership journey then, can you talk us through, so you were sat in a pub at, did you say 36, and you noticed well, these people and then 
that yeah. start that was the start of your journey uh it was yes it was yeah so i uh, set up a uh, set up joe browns as a mail order business selling parachute days white water rafting days fast motorbikes which we imported and and some clothing and after a couple of years it didn't it didn't really work out you know <laughs> i was out of money I'd, I'd put in i think i put one hundred twenty-five thousand of all my own money in and uh yeah it hadn't worked out and a friend had put in about fifty thousand as well but we were out of cash yeah so uh it was a very difficult time and um and my wife said you know i think i had two children at private school at junior private school which is still very expensive and uh, my wife said you know i think you need to get a proper job now so uh and i couldn't argue with her so yeah. i went down to, the, to this recruitment company down in leeds who had a job that they were offering down in st albans went for the interview and seemed to go pretty well really uh these two ladies interviewed me it seemed quite nice and uh anyway they went for a chat after about an hour and a half and they came back in and they said oh we're not putting you forward for that job mr brown and i said oh and i presume they must have something nearer home or a bit higher up the food chain or you know something a bit yeah. more senior so i said oh, oh right okay you must have you have you got something else in mind and they said no no we haven't actually no we uh we're going to classify you as unemployable so uh <laughs> absolutely skint uh being told by these two ladies that i was unemployable uh and uh you think that that would would be a bad thing and it did seem pretty bad at the moment at the time but I went for a cigarette and a coffee uh, mm. in the in the cafe uh, opposite, and then I had another coffee, another cigarette, and and I got this amazing feeling. That's all I can say. It was an amazing feeling came over me, like um, I just became elated, even liberated. <laughs> in fact, yeah. uh, and um, I decided I realised that really all I could do was make this business survive, make it work. So Good I went you. went home to see uh, Mandy, and uh, she said, well, "How did he get on? Did he get the job?" Or do you get an interview? And I said, well, no, no, I've got good news and bad news. And, of course, your wives and girlfriends, they always want the bad news first, don't they? <laughs> because then the good news counts, is it? Yeah, yeah, makes well, sense. Well, <laughs> yes, uh, but I don't. I always want the good news first, because if the good news is so good, I'm not bothered about the bad news. <laughs> That's also a good way to look at it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the only way. So anyway, she said, oh, give me the bad news. Oh, well, the bad news is, darling, these, these two ladies have classified me as unemployable. Uh, <laughs> and she said, oh, well, what's the good news? I said, well, the good news is really good. And she said, what is it? What is it? I said, uh, well, the good news is it's going to work out. And I can remember the expression on her face just inside the back door. It was, oh, it's, it's pitiful, just looking at me as if I was a lost cause, really. But, <laughs> but I, I've never been more sure of anything that it was going to work out somehow. Brilliant. So we're out of money, da, 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 and uh, I had to go and find some investors. And that's jolly difficult because when you've just done done all the money in that you've got, yeah, yeah. to find an investor. But um, anyway, we found a very nice guy in Manchester after I had to kiss a lot of frogs and uh, found this guy in Manchester. He put 100 grand in and got 12.5%. He's very sadly, he's, he's no longer with us now. He's, he's died. But um, he, he walked off with about 3 million a few years later. So it was a good wow. investment him yeah. and a very decent car mm. so um yeah we found him and we invested and then after that very small profit the next year and then a bit bigger the year after and then just grown and grown and grown since there really fantastic and as a leader then what what kind of steps did you have to take to learn that that leadership or build that leadership muscle i read i read a lot i read a okay. lot um, I read a lot of books. So I read uh, books like Born to Succeed by Colin Turner and Lead to Succeed and things like that. Good to Great, that's yeah. another book. So I read a lot of books and I just pick things up from the books and uh, and then I, I, then I try them out and see how they work at work. Yeah. And 
you know, with 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 the um, with, with everybody I work with. There's a good book called Grow, which I've read for the second time. I think it's by Jim Sengel. I think it's by, which is which is a good book. You just pick it up and go along. But I, I think everybody here would say that I wasn't your classic CEO. You know, I've never been trained in anything at all. But you can you just pick it up, and I think you've got to be decent. And I I yeah. read also read somewhere it was in the Sunday Times actually. This guy had been doing an interview for uh, what was it? Uh, How I made it. Okay. Uh, and uh, he was describing how he'd made it in his in his business. And at the end, it said, "Any advice to give other other entrepreneurs?" And uh, he said, "Yeah, I'll give you the advice my dad gave me." Funnily enough, I cut this out, and it's on my office wall just behind uh-huh. me. Uh, and the advice was, "Do right, fear nothing." And I always figured that was pretty good advice, really. Yeah, if yeah, you, yeah. Uh, if you do right by people, then you've got nothing to worry about, have you? Yeah. Uh, if you're ducking and diving and you know, you've got everything to worry about, catch up yeah. with you. So, yeah, so I just sort of picked it up and then I worked with some really good people and, and the other directors are really good. So they yeah. sort of put me along a bit. Yeah, fantastic. And so on that vein then, are there characteristics that you think all great leaders should embody or do you think they're all different and they have different values or? I think, I guess every, everybody's an individual, aren't they? They've mm-hmm. all got different traits, uh, good and bad. We all have good and bad, don't we? But I think... If I'm not saying I'm a great leader, but I think that if I was looking at great leaders, uh, somebody who leads from the front, I think, is is very important. Uh, I think you've got to have integrity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Follow it through. Whatever you say you're going to do, follow it through. And then people can trust you. So trust is a, is a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I think you've got to have courage as well. You know, you, you have difficult decisions to make sometimes, and, and courage is, is something that a, a leader has to have. You can't be yeah. t- you know, you can't have tinny lead. I have actually worked with one or two people who were a bit tinny as leaders, and you don't get much. Re- they don't get much respect. Either. Yeah. And I think belief as a leader, you got to believe it. And people yes. say, "I believe this," and I believe this, but it like has to burn a hole in your heart. My belief is so strong. I think that's how we managed to get to where we've got to. Yeah. So I'd, I'd put belief down there. And then lastly, I guess I think this is very important. Although it's the last one, you got to enjoy it. Yes. What's the point in being a leader and not enjoying it? Uh, Don't be a leader. Be second in command or lower down. It doesn't really matter. Although I'm the CEO of this place, we have a very flat structure. So instead of it being like a pyramid, Mm -hmm. it's more like a a line, a flat line. And I sit in the middle here and Uh people out from that. That's how it works, really. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to enjoy it. And I, I, I've just come back from holiday, actually. Uh, and I actually look forward to coming into work when I've been on holiday. There's something been going on. Somebody's got a story to tell. Yeah. Uh, there's always a bit of banter, you know. So enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, don't be a leader. Yeah, absolutely. I or couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Yes. Someone else. Yeah. And so beyond the do right, fear nothing, is there any other advice that someone's given you that's sort of shaped your leadership style or that's helped you on your way? Well, my mom once said something to me, which was quite interesting. I, this is when I was working uh, in a family business. And I came home and I was whining on about everybody at work and uh, so-and-so was getting on my nerves and so-and-so didn't turn up and da 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 And she was making tea, I can remember very clearly. And she said, you know, when, when you think everybody's in the wrong, you need to look at yourself. Sometimes <laughs> you need to look at yourself a bit. And and I often do that. Sometimes you have a bad day and <clears throat> you're fed up with X, Y, and Z. And, and, and then I drive home and I think, actually, yeah, I probably need to look at myself. There's probably quite a lot of this is is, is me. Yeah. But um, 
other advice? Not really. I think another thing I read, this isn't really advice for leaders or advice I've been given, but I read somewhere, it was by Hunter S. Thompson. Do you know who he is? Hunter yes. S. Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Journalist, yeah. Shot himself in the end. Um, he wrote a line which which I think I've lived my life by, as well as do right for nothing, which is yeah. by the take the ride. And uh, I think you've got to do that in life. Buy the yeah. ticket, take the ride, see where it takes you. Yeah. And sometimes you might get hurt a bit and sometimes might not turn out like you think. But when it does turn out, then that is sweet. And advice? Uh, no, not really. I, I've, I've also worked with a guy who um, I worked for, not for a guy, I was supplying a guy who was the head of Freeman's organisation. <laughs> And um, he had this ability that where he made me want to play in his team. He had this belief and he had this um, charisma. He was very mm-hmm. charismatic. And uh, I had two or three meetings with him. And I came back, driving back, and I was reflecting on it, thinking, I really want to play in his team. But not only do I want to play in his team, I want to play really well in his team. Yeah. Uh, it was a similar thing. I played rugby in New Zealand for a little while and we had a coach there called Maury Powers who was a cracking guy. And not only did he want to play in his team, he wanted to play well in his team. Yeah. So you can somehow make people want to play in your team and then play well, then yeah. that's a sign of a good leader as well. But I, I don't know if I do that or I don't do that. Um, but I think it's, uh, it's something I've observed and always wanted to try and achieve. Yeah, absolutely. It's similar to the Jim Collins seat on the bus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Great advice. And so the penultimate question then, is there one leader, past or present, that you admire? And if so, why? Oh, yeah. Now, this guy stands head and shoulders above anybody else. So I'm going to mention him and then you've got to say if you know who he is. Okay. He's called Richie McCaw. Doesn't ring a bell, but tell me what, tell me why. Richie McCaw stands above everybody else. As a leader for me, he's the captain, yeah. the ex-captain of all uh, okay. I think he lifted the World Cup a couple of times. Captain New Zealand more than anybody else and Captain New Zealand to more victories than anybody else. Wow. But I, I admire him because he's in a, he lives in a hostile environment. You know, When you're playing, when you're playing the big games that he's, he's played. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's not only physically tough, He's mentally so tough as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he carries, you know, New Zealand is a country that loves rugby and um, he carries the weight of his country on his shoulders or did when he was playing. He's retired two or three years ago. Yeah. So I would say when I look at that guy, I think he's he's the real deal, the real deal. I also like um, the shoe dog guy, um, the, um, oh, what's he called? Ray Knight. Um, I don't yeah. know what. Whoa, 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 hang on. Uh, not Puma. Nike. The yes. Nike. Yeah. That, that book, Shoe Dog, he, he, he took massive risks. He took risks that I, I, I would never take, but, but he's done very, very well. And he seems yeah. like a chap. Yeah, fantastic. But Richard McCourt, really, he stands head and shoulders. And so, so what's next for Joe Browns then? What's on the cards for the next six to 12 months? Well, it's a funny thing. Um, we've been in business 23 years, believe it or not. It's gone in the blink of an eye. And for me, it still feels, and I guess a lot of people will feel this way, it still feels like we're just starting, mm-hmm. but we've been in business 23 years. Uh, I think I think in the last 23 years, we're at the most exciting part of our journey. Okay. We launched a homeware range just before mm-hmm. COVID, and we, lay, we launched a range called Slow Joe's, spelled S-L-O-E, like the yes. Slow Joe's. Yeah. 
um and they've they've got i mean with with the the lucky thing with launching those ranges when we did was that covid happened both homeware and and casual wear went mad so they got a flying start uh so we're we're expanding those we are we've got the whole of we only we don't export we only export two or three percent of what we do we've got the whole of the international markets to go at yeah um and we, uh, we, we we've got this plan at the moment to get to 100 million mm-hmm. and it's strange i visualize things and uh i'm already at 100 million um and there's no doubt in my mind that that's where we're going to get to in about three or four years and the most important thing is that we still enjoy it so i said yes. to the directors and and to all the workforce as well mm-hmm. we're going to get to 100 million the most important thing is that we enjoy it as much as we do now because there's no point in getting there and not enjoying it there's no yeah. point in saying being a leader and not enjoying it it's about absolutely so uh and along that journey i would very much like to be an employer of choice and we'd well we're on with and investors in people we want to get the investors in people fantastic because as I've gone along through the years, I've learned that the better people you get, the better the company's going to be and the more yeah. fun you have as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, there's plenty to go at, plenty of excitement. And, um, you know, when you're a child, uh, not when you're a child, when you're leaving school, they go around the classroom, don't they? Yeah. So what yeah. do you want to be when you leave school? What, what are you going to do? And when the teacher asked me, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I left school. Uh, but all I, all I did know is that I wanted an exciting life. And, uh, you know, I've had a pretty exciting life. And I just want that excitement to continue. Yeah. So um, that's it, really. There's nothing more tricky than that. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's been brilliant speaking with you, Simon. I think the story of how you've built the business and how you've developed it is great. And I've really enjoyed oh. hearing your advice as well. I think it'd be really valuable for the people that are listening. Oh, I hope so, but um, you never know, do you? It's just my story, that's all. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, cheers. Thanks very much, Amy.